Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Wild Country Nation. It's time for your Saturday morning wake-up call. Northwest Wild Country is on the air. Welcome to America's number one fishing, hunting, and outdoors radio show. And it's all brought to you by Waypoint Marine Group in Ballard and by Garmin Electronics. Now your Wild Country crew, Dwayne England, and your host, Joel Shangle. Good Saturday morning, Northwest Wild Country Nation. Joel Shangle, Dwayne England. It's a uh, pretty dark... Very dark Halloween weekend here in the uh, Puget Sound area. It is. The rain hasn't started yet, but uh, a little more coming once again. Kind of been the pattern lately. I was shocked by how warm and sunny it was yesterday. Wasn't so, that nice? Just, yeah, it was awesome. Really yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of caught me by surprise. Doesn't quite feel like it's the end of October, but uh, lo and behold, no. it is indeed the end of October. So, as you would imagine, we have a few things to talk about uh, relative to uh, fisheries and hunt options here in the Northwest Wild Country coverage zone. Uh, guests joining us today will include uh, Brett Stewart of 24-7 Guide Service. Uh, we haven't had Brett on the show for, for several years. It's been a long time since I we had I would say Brett. a couple of years, yeah. His His face kind of popped up on a uh, on mm-hmm. a social media post of uh, one Scott Haugen, a uh, former cameraman of Scott Haugen. Yeah, so. a lot of people don't know that. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, that's why I kind of responded to their post of uh, successful outing of, oh, it's yeah. nice to see the band, the band back, back together. together. Saw that. They worked together for years. Long and, time, uh, yeah. It was nice to see them back out on the river fishing. That was kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, indeed. So we'll talk a little bit about the Siletz River. Brett is also, uh, he'll go fish the elk and the sixes shortly for steelhead. So we'll get a little bit yeah. of a kind of a, a look ahead to the fisheries on the kind of the mid-south coast. Uh, from there, we'll head to the east side, uh, the Washington-Oregon border. I'm sorry, Washington-Idaho border. And speak to uh, Luke Clawson, a former Bassmaster Classic and Forestwood Cup winner. Of course, uh, grew up in Spokane. Uh, Luke uh, will clue us in a little bit on some eastern Washington fall uh, bass and walleye options. And then the second hour, I have to admit, there's there's one segment that I've looked forward to this entire week, and that is our kind of combined big picture segment at 7 o'clock. So uh, last week we revealed a, a deal that we had with uh, with Jared Cady of Get Em Dry Jigs, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the 5. Uh-huh. But... At seven o'clock, we're gonna we're gonna jump into a chat with Jared, and we will we will rewind the special Wild Country deal for his Choker Series jigs, which again we'll explain shortly. Mm-hmm. And then from there, we'll transition into a pro cam about twitching jigs, which yeah. is which is great. You look over here on the table; we've got some we've got some decorations over <laughs> there. Lots of color. It is, which kind of goes hand in hand with you know jigs and jig yep. twitching and the evolution of, as I kind of spoke of last week. This thing has really talk about certain things in fisheries that evolve over time. Shangle, yeah, this one jig twitching. Yep. I'd say in the last ten or fifteen years yep. has really kind of continued to progress in that direction. It really has. There's there are a couple of reasons for that too. I mean, number one, obviously, it is it's an extremely effective way to catch these. To oh, catch absolutely. Fish. Secondarily, yeah. though, it's a it's a it's an active. It's kind of a fun way to fish. Frankly, I mean, it yep. really is. I mean, it really yep. is a, a really kind of enjoyable way to fish, and it's it's not extremely technical. I mean, most people can can actually get it done without without you know too much sure knowledge. But it, it's 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 really cool. It's one it's one of my favorite things. Yeah, to do. once you understand the concept, and if you can cast with some accuracy, uh, because at times 
you are fishing around structure and whatnot. I, I, you know, if you have a bass fisherman who's diehard bass, doesn't want to go after mm-hmm. salmon, right? you take him out for a day of, of twitch and jigs, I think you're going to probably convert him. You have a, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this in the 7 o'clock hour, you have a, you have a, a bass rig over there. I, like, I really like, do. Like, like it's, it's, it's a bass setup. Yeah, pretty for sure. much. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Right? I mean, we're casting jigs, we're twitching. I even have a jig on there that's actually, I rigged as weedless. I saw that. You know, and it works, <laughs> you, you know. So <laughs> what the heck? Take what we know from our friends on other fisheries. Why not? Uh, apply yeah. it. And the crossover Absolutely. is, uh, is uh, can be very beneficial. Big. Beneficial mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. That's that's between 7 and about 7.22 from there. We'll head back over to the east side. We'll do a little bit of a, of a cast and blast analysis of Potholes Reservoir. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we'll be joined live in the blind by Shelby Ross of uh, the Duck Taxi. And uh, Shelby asked me when I talked to him earlier this week, he said, well, do, do you mind if we have, you know, the sound of, you know, you know duck calls and, and gunshots going Fire off in away, the background? Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, we're hoping for <laughs> oh, it. Oh, we we're, encourage it. We're counting on it, yeah. yeah. And then we'll finish up uh, with a little bit of a chat on some of the North End Coho opportunities. We haven't uh, we haven't talked too much about that in the last month or so, but mm-hmm. uh, John Thomas of Rotten Chum Guide Service, uh, he will be fishing on, I believe, the Skycomish this morning, so we'll get an update on, on the, the Coho bite there. So there's a lot of ground to cover. There but, is. But we'll, but we'll get to it. And, of course... The phones will be open, so you can give us a call at 800-829-0950. Of course, the text tool is always open as well if you have any thoughts or ideas. Uh, go to the Facebook page. Uh, take a look at uh, the photo posted uh, yesterday of one uh, Morgan Nix. I don't know where that fish is from. I don't either. But that is a great fish. Really is. Beautiful photo. Really, mm-hmm. really nice photo. Yeah, really big, bright. Shows you the quality of some of those Chinook down S- south. Somewhere on the south coast. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Really, really pretty. Uh, let's jump into the Wild Five for today, October the 29th. Shall we? Yes. Number one, the Everett No Coho Blackmouth Derby. So, typically, around this time of year, we have the biggest Coho Derby on the planet. Mm-hmm. That would be the Everett Coho Derby. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we don't have that option this year. But usually, that's latter part of September. End of September. Right? Mm-hmm. right? Well attended. Yep. I mean, we're talking yeah. you know, thousands of people, yeah. thousands of prizes. Yep. And some years, you know, well over eighteen hundred, close to two thousand fish checked mm-hmm. in. I mean, yep. it's a big deal. Absolutely. Plus, they give the boat away from the from the Northwest Salmon Derby, Derby Series, series right? Yep, yep. That didn't happen this year Mm-mm. for obvious reasons. Yep. Mm-hmm. But but, however, the folks who have been organizing that for the longest time, including our buddy Mark Spada and mm-hmm. just a bunch of folks from the Everett Salmon Association, sort of came up with the idea. You know what? We we have all this horsepower for this derby, let's go ahead and, and, and push it towards something else. And so there was there was a derby that Bayside Marine and Everett had hosted for the past handful of years, which was a, which was a blackmouth derby. So now next Saturday we yeah. have the Everett No Coho Blackmouth Derby. That's the fifth and the sixth out of the Port of Everett. This is uh, is very similar to the setup for the for the former Coho Derby. Yeah. Which, which will be back again next year how you know Bar, barring a disaster yeah, again, yeah, exactly. But uh, it's it's all hosted at Bayside Marine. Uh-huh. Uh, everything will be held actually inside. So Bayside's got that giant giant area that that they can welcome you know hundreds upon hundreds of people. Right. And so depending on the weather, mm-hmm. um, organizers expect four to five hundred people to compete in this, which for a blackmouth derby is huge. I mean, it's really a, it's a great derby, mm-hmm. really really big. This time of the year, especially. I mean, you're thinking you know September, end of summer. Uh, sunshine, warmer mm-hmm. weather, yep. and the turnout is massive. They usually have the awards outside, uh, tables upon tables of mm-hmm. prizes and things they oh, give yeah. away, right? Yep. Sure. And uh, small boats and all kinds of stuff. I mean, really, really well organized. Spade has done it for years. Uh, now take all that and put it inside because of the mm-hmm. weather yep. being so unpredictable. Yep. Uh, at Bayside, they have the ability to house that inside, 
kind of going to be the same thing. Lots of prizes, lots of giveaways, yeah. lots of uh, things awarded. And you know what? The fishing should be pretty good because the blackmouth are definitely in Absolutely, and around. Absolutely, mm-hmm. for sure. So it's $30 a piece for tickets. Uh, kids 12 and under are free. Uh, $7,500 cash to be spread out among the top four places, including 4000 for first place. How so, about that? So it's a legitimate derby. You can go to Co- you can go to everettcohoderby.com. Take a look mm-hmm. there for where you can purchase your tickets and so forth. If you have nothing else going on next Saturday and Sunday, this is probably a good place to go. Unfortunately, we have something going on we, Saturday. We, yes, we do indeed. Dun, dun, <sighs> dun. <laughs> now, as soon as we're able to do live remote from the boat. You'll never see us in this room again. <laughs> I we'll be on it. the water fishing, trying to talk at the same time. Yeah. Item number two. This is the uh, the end of the lowland. We'll call it the lowland lake seasons on Monday. Wah, we have the October thirty one uh, closure mm-hmm. of, of several lakes around the state, including your home lake. Oh. I understand that you're going to uh, you're going to celebrate Miss Sherry's birthday by uh, by uh, by catching a few coconuts. It is Sherry's birthday Sunday. Yeah. Uh, happy early birthday, babe. Uh, you know she'll be twenty nine once again. Awesome. Uh, that's how that works, right? Yeah. Um, and I said, hey, why don't we think about uh, getting out on the lake in the afternoon? It's supposed to be actually pretty decent weather, and mm-hmm. see if we can't get some late-season pre-spawn uh, kokanee just why in not? front of it. You know? And we may or may not do that. Uh, the boat's been sitting in the driveway for quite a while since we haven't fished uh, on the lake in a bit. But, yeah, that, that's always um, something to look forward to. And a lot of guys don't realize, man, you get into into this you know, mid-fall time as we are, Late October, the, the the fishing on lakes is pretty doggone good. You bet good. it is. It you really bet it is. cranks up. Them things, the water temperatures yep. cooling down. That you know they're hungry. They got to start feeding. Uh, yeah, the fishing can be good for both rainbows and coconuts. And so, with that in mind, be attentive to the lakes that do not close on the thirty first that remain open. Right. And go to the Department of Fish and Wildlife's website and look at the fall stocking schedule mm-hmm. because if you and this is just a very brief thumbnail of this because there are several of these located throughout the state. There are a couple of all stars that if, if you want to go to a lake over the next month or two, mm-hmm. you'll 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 have your chance at the biggest rainbows you'll catch the entire year. Yeah, take a look at this: twenty four hundred two pound trout mm-hmm. went into Beaver Lake mm-hmm. last week. Twenty four hundred two two pounders. That's not a real big lake. Is no, it? it's no, it's really I mean, not. It's not mm-hmm. that I uh, I looked at it on a map one time. Yeah. I was like, well, this thing's actually pretty small. Yeah, twenty four hundred two pounders. Yep, Beaver Lake in King County. I mean, it's one that we we chat about occasionally during yeah. the, the trout opener in April. But it's a it's a great opportunity. But but there are twenty four hundred mm-hmm. two pounders. Two pounders. Nothing uh, wrong with a stringer full of those. Not at all. Not you at know? all. Uh, a little bit deeper look here, and you'll see that there are twelve lakes in Pierce and Thurston counties that received stocks of one pounders in october and november right so go go do some research take a look at at some options close to you because i guarantee there there's good fishing close to you well if you remember a few weeks ago when we had larry phillips on kind of winding down the year and recapping the derby and everything throughout the entire uh, opening of the of the lowland lakes mm-hmm. you know we mentioned a number nine hundred and sixteen thousand, almost a million yeah. trout planted in yep. various lakes and most of those are open year-round that's yep. why they put them in because they want and encourage people to take advantage of the fall fisheries that still exist on lakes that are open year-round, and they plant a good number of decent-sized trout in these lakes, and the pressure is low to none. Non-existent. Right? There's nobody out there. And the fishing can mm-hmm. be really good. Take mm-hmm. your boat heater, take your little buddy heater, throw it in there, and enjoy a day. I mean, it can be actually really good. Plus, they get geared up for, as we already had mentioned. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As well look forward to Black Friday. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Lots of things to do. Uh, item number three, we have the extension of the Northwest Wild Country Get em Dry Jig Special. Oh, so we, yeah. we announced this last Saturday. Um, just kind of threw it out there. You know, hey, here's here's some jigs that our buddy Jared Katie mm-hmm. uh, has kind of has kind of built, and mm-hmm. uh, we've got a deal for you. Response was good. Was was actually was really good. Really good. And so Jared has agreed to extend the deal for the weekend. So through the weekend. So we had originally planned for it to end on Friday, okay. but he has agreed that we'll go ahead and run this deal today mm-hmm. and tomorrow mm-hmm. so that gives you an opportunity to, to save 25 percent off what looks like one of the better coho jigs you'll you'll see anywhere yep yep uh you know designed and field tested by jared and his buddies um they've been out the last couple of years doing these and yep. what's kind of funny is i've noticed as of late on uh, social media and different photos and instagram and whatnot people posting up pictures where they're actually tying in more rubber leg components into their, their marabou jigs and whatnot, yeah. which is fine. I mean, sure. it's, you know, it's proven and it works, so people are going to try to duplicate it. Don't waste your time duplicating it. Just get on, uh, get them dry. It's G-E-T-M-D-R-Y dot com. Get them dry. And uh, you'll see the link right at the top of his page, right, Shangle? Uh, click on that, yep. and you're going to get the Wild Country Special, 36 yep. bucks for 12 jigs plus shipping. It's a heck of a deal. Those jigs are normally four bucks a piece, so you yeah. get twenty five percent off. We'll talk to Jared at seven o'clock. We'll kind of run through the materials and kind of the the genesis of, of the choker series. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great it's a great option. And again, this deal is is it's over on Sunday. You have two right. da- you have two days, so so get on it. Uh, item number four, and uh, this is the unfortunate downer of the week. Downer of the week. I, I read say. that. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, right. Downer of the week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. So we have a, a, we will have an early closure to the winter crab season here in Seattle. Marine Area 10 will close on uh, November the 15th, which is roughly six weeks earlier than anticipated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No crab. No, it's not good. Crazy, no. huh? Well, what a shock. Know. <laughs> there are areas throughout Puget Sound. Well, you know, let's face it: the uh, commercial pots are in pretty much year round. I mean, you go out there, you're you're yep. fishing, you're you're pleasure boating, whatever. You're dodging crab pots mm-hmm. pretty much all stinking year. And yep. uh, you know, you talk to those that have put in effort in South Sound, you know, in areas eleven and thirteen as well, and area crab. I mean, you can't find an adult male. Nope. So you know, it just stands to reason as the migration of the harvest moves north. Yep. You know what's next. Yep. So unfortunately. That takes and wipes out our uh, our winter crab opportunity. So basically, your situation is this: the the most populated parts of the city here, you can't you can't crab more or less from Seattle south. Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of the way it breaks out. I mean, right. so so you know eight one eight two seven. Nine, I mean, there are still areas that are going to be open, yeah. but for the the bulk of the population, mm-hmm. you don't have the opportunity to do that. Nope, that's nope. Just, that's just a bummer. Well, and you can't fish coho in the salt water either. Nope. I mean, it's been kind of. Uh, yeah, hit and miss. You know, yep. I we do have a lot of opportunity to do things, but as sure we thing. slowly chip away at some of these things that are, <clears throat> excuse me, pulled back because of sheer lack of. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's kind of disheartening. Disheartening. And item number five, last but certainly not least, we have a we have a uh, an occupant on the fan couch this morning. We do indeed. JJ Dial. Actually, JJ, why don't you why don't you come on up here? Come on oh, over boy. here, Mandy. We're gonna go uh-huh. ahead and throw we're gonna go ahead and throw a microphone over here. Grab um grab one of those grab one of those chairs right there. 
We'll put, we'll put him on number it. three. There you go. Slide on there in go. there. Put a mic in front of your face. Yeah, grab get some, get some headphones there. on there so we can uh, you know so you can hear what's up. Are the headphones? Yeah, they're down there somewhere. There you go. You may have to adjust the volume a little bit. Yeah. Because whoever right. whoever sits there is uh, is is Usually. hard of hearing. Go ahead and put uh, your volume is down below there. Down below there. Be careful. Uh -huh. it, it gets loud fast. Okay. Here you go. Good. All right, JJ, JJ Dial. So this uh, JJ actually was the very first to respond. He did. A couple, three weeks ago when we kind of uh -huh. threw out, hey, you know, we haven't really done much on the fan couch in the right. past several months, so let's go ahead and do that. And he responded within like two minutes, like the, like the, text, like the text lit up, and, and, and here he is. It's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for bringing in. Uh, he came in with uh, with Starbucks coffee. He's got a bag full of treats over there. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's good for all of us. I'm, I'm waiting to see what's in the cooler. Is that per perhaps some smoked salmon? Or maybe bait. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> oh it could be bait. Not, wouldn't be the first time I've eaten it. But yeah, uh, yeah. So you're wearing a Wildridge Boats hat, and you explained that you've got a you've got a a, um, a uh, project in progress right now down at the Wildridge facility. I do. Yeah, yeah. I got a I got a boat. Um, my brother Andy, I Andy, <laughs> is uh, he just got done welding up a uh, twenty foot super sport drifter, and uh, yeah. Hopefully you'll uh, bloody it up here uh, in the next couple months. Uh, you're gonna like that boat. Uh, it's a good that? boat. Yeah, made by his brother. Mm -hmm. Built by his brother. So you know, pretty cool. If there's any issues, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> knows where to go. He knows where the guy lives. JJ, yeah. what's your background? What's your uh, what's your fishing hunting background? Um, I I've hunted uh, the last six years or so, mm -hmm. um, mostly just deer and elk. Yeah, but um, I was fishing when I was like six months old. I was on the water. My dad bought his um his boat when i was five months old wow yeah and i was out there on the test drive so uh yeah just i love the water and it's a family ordeal my wife fishes so awesome born what? and raised here in northwest oh yeah uh -huh. i uh, grew up mostly in Issaquah. i live in north bend now and okay i you know commute to i use bass gear all the time and mm -hmm. when that when you know sam's not around or when i you know want to go fish bass and mm -hmm. then when the salmon's here i do that what? Favorite uh, river to fish? Yeah, be, you beat me to it right there. Yeah. Oh, did I? Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. We're on the same line. Good. Uh, -huh. uh you know, um, it's gonna probably be the Skykomish. Mm -hmm. That's uh, basically where I grew up. Yep. You know, where I got my first really big chum, and it was like it was yesterday, just bright and sunny day, and uh, it took me like 45 minutes to land it, but uh, yeah, I have to say the sky, a lot of fish when they're there and yeah 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 how about the yeah. how about the snoqualmie obviously they so the upper snoqualmie kind of runs through your through your neighborhood for lack of a better term do you do you fish that much at all or have you fished that much at all um mostly tolco creek in yeah, the yeah. last few sure. years um which is i think it takes me 12 minutes to get to the hatchery there but um yeah i years past more so fishing the snoqualmie when when there was a lot of chum in there um and coho actually in a couple spots, which was really fun when oh, you're, you bet. You know, yeah. you're fighting dogs all day. But uh, nothing wrong with that. No, no, nothing wrong at all. You, uh, you and your brother fish together? Oh yeah. No, yeah. he's uh, he's probably smiling right now, saying, "Oh man, we got to get that boat on the water soon." Yeah. So, what's on your Pacific Northwest bucket list? What what are what are some fisheries that uh, you'd like to? And let's we can extend that Washington, Oregon, Idaho. Are there any places that you'd think Alaska man, love, love to get there? Canada that doesn't count. Oh, <laughs> I think Alaska, Yukon, Yukon territory. No, yeah, yeah that's too easy. Um, gosh, that's a tough one. Uh, you know, I haven't done, I haven't done that, um, that Nia Bay offshore fishery where they go up north. I yeah, have, I haven't really done that. Um, 
and then gosh, I mean like the Salettes. Oh yeah. Or oh yeah. Down you know down some of those uh those Tidewater fisheries down in Oregon. You bet. You bet. Yep. For good reason. Yeah, they should be on your bucket list. Celeste is fantastic. <laughs> I fished yeah. it three or four times now. It is. It's one of my favorites down there for yeah. sure. Super yeah. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and as you can see, I, I don't know for sure whether this fish is from the Celeste or from the Umqua, but it's. I mean, the quality. I'm gonna bet Umqua. The quality of the fish just down there because is of size. Pretty and, yeah. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So the fan the fan couch is something that we have revisited, and we're gonna go ahead and revisit this over the next several weeks. I mean, why not? Basically, why not? Because we, we have the coffee we have, and pastries and bagels. I don't even have to leave. Yeah, yeah no, we're not thinking about ourselves at all. Not no, at all. Not at all. Not at all. No, but what we'd like to welcome people in, uh, take a look at, at what we do here, and and just kind of hear your stories, man. I mean, that's yeah. the whole point of Wild Country Nation is Amen. that we're all kind of a we're all kind of a nation together. So we really are, uh, you know. And without the fans tuning in, viewing, listening, whatever, yep. you know, picking up the podcast during the week when they're at work or whatever, they find their mean of you know tracking us down. I yep. mean, we appreciate the support and the the interaction uh, via the text and. the the uh, post-show interaction via Facebook, all that stuff, it's all yep, good, man. Yep, so if you're curious, if you'd like to come in and, and sit in and hang out with, uh, and you know, if you want to learn the radio business, Mandy will show you the radio, the radio oh, side yeah. of things, too. I mean, yeah. TV side as well. I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff that goes on yeah. here. Uh, you can drop us a text. Text us at uh, 49451. You can go to our Facebook page and, and send us messages there, too. But if you want to be part of the Fan Couch experience, uh, feel free. We'd, we'd love to have you in. JJ, I'm glad you, I'm glad you made it in. Yeah, really cool. I'm I'm looking at all this stuff here. I'm like, gosh, I gotta go to the outdoor point. <laughs> <laughs> right. We may we may fix you up with a yeah. With we a may throw you something home. Yeah, later. why not? Let's uh, let's bail out for a break, and when we come back, we'll reach out to uh, Brett Stewart, a twenty four seven guide service. Get a little bit of a look at. Speaking of the Solettes, we'll get a little mm-hmm. bit of a look at the conditions there on the Solettes. Also, a preview of the Elk and Sixes, and then from there, we'll finish off with Luke Kloss. And we've got a busy show. We'll be right back right here on Sports Radio nine fifty KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Saturday morning, 626, as the man said, Northwest Wild Country on 950 Sports Radio KJR. Also, catch us on Comcast Sportsnet Northwest and uh, around the country on the iHeart app. So the um, the Celeste River is one that we've we've chatted about off and on for the past, I don't know, month, month and a half, Dwayne. We've had a couple reports here and there, but... Um, yeah, really haven't had like a like the definitive Celeste report yet. That like, is true. Like we've gotten yeah. we've gotten you know we've gotten pieces and parts of it, and <clears throat> it's, we're talking uh, good insight. You know, let's let's I know get right? into this thing and dive into it. Find right? out what's making it work, and if we're catching fish, and how strong yeah. the run is or not. Yep. You know? So yeah. as we pointed out, we saw on the the uh, the social media of, of one of our buddies, Scott Haugen, mm-hmm. uh, a, a photo and, and just some content. With, uh, with his former... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, 
cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Camera guy, Brett Stewart of 24-7 Guide Services. You pointed out, I mean, Brett, Brett's spent all kinds of time in the field with Haugen. He with, did. With, with a camera he strapped to his shoulder, basically. Mm-hmm. Chasing him around and... I, I didn't envy him at all. I'm like, not at I, all. I wouldn't want to chase not at all. around. No. Back in his younger days, are you kidding? In his prime? No way. <laughs> it, was a, it, was a, it was a 24-7 job. It really so, was. Uh, so why not get 24-7 guide service to help out? Hey, Brett, how Perfect. you doing this morning, buddy? Good, good. Good, good. Doing? Yeah, we're doing, doing well. Good, we're doing well. So you, you you did a pretty good job of getting, as you pointed out, the old man out to uh, to catch a few fish on the Solettes. <laughs> the old man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to see if he still had it in him. Yeah, yeah apparently apparently he does because uh, those are a couple of good ones. So let's talk about that fishery. So how, how has that performed uh, over the course of this season? As we pointed out, we've, we've you know, we've kind of checked in with guys here and there, but we really haven't gotten – more or less the kind of the top to bottom rundown. How would you say the season has been so far? Oh, it's been excellent. Every time that water comes down and comes back into shape, I mean, there's plenty of fish coming in. Um, right now, it's, it, the silvers are just starting to show up. I think it's going to start crapping out here in the next couple weeks. But other than that, it's been a flipping great fishery this year. Are you uh, you mostly fishing above the hatchery run down, or are you down below the hatchery? You clear down uh, just above tidal water. Where are you where are you putting your time at? Well, the deadline's uh, the town. Okay. So I've been putting in at Old Mill and floating uh, down to Morgan. Okay. How long a float so, is that? Um, it's an all day float. It's every bit of five six hours. Okay. All right. So run us run us through then the water that you're covering with that bread. I mean, what uh, I mean if for those of us who are not all that familiar with kind of the, the the you know geography and the physicality of the Solettes, what what kind of water are you fishing there? Um, I mean everything. I mean you got bobber water, you got uh, good water to pull plugs in, uh, back bounce, just a little bit of everything. And there's nothing too difficult down through there to you know for the beginner boater either. How's the uh, how's the run strength this year? Pretty much on par, a little uh, little less than normal, or is it uh, performing above? Uh, I think it's a little bit above normal. Yeah, for both Chinook it, it and Co- well, Cohort just coming in. You said so. The Chinook's been uh, Chinook's been good, huh? Yeah, the Chinooks have been uh, it's been fishing really really well. Um, I, I'm thinking we got another couple weeks anyway with the Chinooks yeah. before they you know start going up river and before you want to start leaving them alone let them spawn and and uh let the next generations come up brett how sensitive is that river to uh to precipitation is it one that that will go out quickly or what's the situation with that yeah uh it doesn't take much rain to for that to come out uh but you can fish it when it's a little bit on the brown side actually i prefer it when it's a little bit more on the brown side um and then you'd, you'd want to pull plugs when it's like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it seems to fish all the time. But a little bit of rain, that thing will blow blow clean out. But it only takes a day or two for it to come back in, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically your technique approach is based, obviously, like in a lot of cases, on water conditions and, and clarity or lack thereof. So uh plugs that you uh find successful any particular colors and are we wrapping them and then of course what what's the water present to you where you transition to floating eggs um when it when it uh when i transition the the water is like a 
uh, greenish, almost clear. I'll transition to overusing bobber and eggs. Um, but if it's a little bit on the murky side, naturally I'll use a quick fish wrapped with tuna fish and the maglip uh, wrapped with tuna fish. So tuna so tuna is your wrap of choice for this deal? <laughs> oh, all day long, every day. <laughs> right out of the can? Yep. Right out of the can. Stop at 7-Eleven, grab a can of tuna. <laughs> Lunch, bait, the whole the whole shebang. Keep, keep yeah. your revving at Seven uh-huh. Eleven, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Are you you prefer the chunk light or are you talking uh, you know the crappy <laughs> stuff in oil? Um, Bumblebee. I use Bumblebee and I use it in water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's I let's do not like. Yeah, uh-huh. let's run through this a little bit, right? Let's let's run through this this whole this whole Cantuna presentation. Like 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 describe mm-hmm. the kind of describe it from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, I just sprinkle it on the belly of the fish and wrap it on there. You're just taking chunks. Yeah, you're just taking chunks and using your magic thread and wrapping the snot out of it so it kind of holds it there, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you can catch one fish after another without rewrapping those things, too. And and I do prefer the water because the water, you know, water-based scent stays down in the column, Mm -hmm. whereas oil... You know, oil right. and water. What does oil do? It yeah. goes to the yeah. surface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where? So where? How long has this been part of your deal, Brett? Um, I mean, because it, it's it's not as widely utilized. I mean, I know a handful of folks who do that in Northern California. And I thought, you know, I kind of thought like twenty years ago that it was everybody's secret on the Trinity River and so forth. But when did this become part of your deal? Oh gosh, I want to say back in two thousand six. I started screwing around with it and. I wrapped one. And I was like, "Holy cow! This stuff stays on just fine." Yeah, I think a lot of people are <laughs> actually surprised. better than better than a fillet. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, pretty durable and, and not a bad not a bad trick. Obviously, got to wrap it like a papoose, man. You got to wrap the snot of it. Oh yeah. But it, once it's in there, it's like he says, it stays. Run us through again, real quickly, Brett. Your your plug choices as far as colors and so forth. I mean, kind of what's your what's your repertoire there? Um, the, you know, the, any, anything with the green and the yellow, you know, the, or the chartreuse and the yellow or the, the yellow and orange. Um, those are pretty much my fall colors. I I pretty much don't sway from that, those color choices. Um, but other than that, I mean, just throw anything on there. If you have confidence in the damn thing, use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Hey, so you'd mentioned that the uh, the cohorts starting to show up. You're going to be transitioning in a few weeks to them cohos. So, what's your approach there? I mean, have you have you crossed over? Are you a jig twitcher at this point down there in Oregon, or are you uh, bobber and egg in it? You uh, spinners, lots of spinners. What's what's your program? For actually, the actually, I'm not even going to transition over to coho. They're not. Uh, it's closed for any keeping or re- the retention of any coho. Okay. So I'm just going to uh, pack up and I'm going to go down to the elk in the sixes down south and. Uh, Hit the late fall run Chinook down there. Oh. Let's uh, let's go ahead and move on down there then. Let's so the Elk in the Six is uh, you know again it's another you know kind of kind of territory that a lot of folks up in this area are not that familiar with. Kind of run mm-hmm. us through smaller fisheries. Uh, kind of kind of runs through the drill for the Elk in the Sixes, Brett. <laughs> it's busy, 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 yeah. <laughs> and has become and more what, so in, in yeah. recent years. True. Yeah, and a lot of weather dependent. I mean, you got to go down there and you're sitting on your butt until that water comes up. But other than that. You know, it's a it's a late fall run. It's it can be very very good or it can be very very slow, just like any other river. 
Does it uh, does it get volume of people because it's one of those late Chinook runs that extends farther into the season? It's one of your last options of people still going after Chinook late fall. And that, yeah, and that's that too. I mean, we get a lot of the California guides coming up from you know California. Uh, it, it can get busy, busy, mm-hmm. extremely busy. So how do you, how do you deal with that as a guide? I mean, are you up here in Washington? You know, we have rivers where it's kind of pigeonholed everybody into, you know, one or two spots because of what you're able to retain or not. And the guides are competing for water, which uh, forces the hand of guys launching two, two and a half, three hours before daylight and going down and getting their spot with, you know, spotlights and and flashlights and headlamps and and sitting on anchor and holding their water and, uh, you know, trying to get their fish early and get off the water. What uh, uh, what do you do when you get down there and there's you know there's going to be tons of people on the water? I, I'll start later in the day. Um, you know, there's no sense in starting early in the morning. Let all those guys get down there, get their fish. You know, they're migrate migrating fish, so there's going to be plenty of fish coming in all day all day long. So um, you know, I'll start around nine ten o'clock in the morning. Yeah, let the big crowd go down and get in front of me. They'll be pulling out. I'll be putting in. Older, wiser. <laughs> Absolutely, and likes, yes. his, likes his sleep. Understood. Yeah, right there, I'm right there with you, Brett. What's your uh, what's your space availability look like over the next couple of months? You have uh, you have room for folks? Oh yeah, yeah. Just give me a call at five four one five two one four six nine four and uh, get you put in the books, and we'll go somewhere. That sounds wherever the fish are biting. That sounds like a plan, buddy. Thanks for the uh, thanks for the check in. Good information. Uh, good to talk to you again. All right, you guys too. Yeah, you right guys on. have a nice weekend. Yeah, yep, you, too. you too. Take it easy, Brett. <laughs> Bye. All right, getting it done on the Solettes, moving down to the Elk and the Sixes. That's kind of a kind of a common transition for a lot of guys who fish that that area there. It is. It is. Uh, for whatever reason, man, I tell you, and he he hit it a couple times. The the busyness of those mm-hmm. rivers down a little further south is much more than the Solettes. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't recall ever being on the Solettes since it's actually been crowded either for salmon right. or steelhead. Right. Um, and there's just so much water there to fish. Agreed. It's one of those rivers where every time the boat moves, there's either left or right. There's you know there's a new pocket, new hole, new boulder, new something that you got to throw into. Um, and it's usually uh, stuff full of fish, so it's a pretty good option. Uh, I kind of like his program down south. Later start, you know. And as he says, and I've often advocated, the fact is salmon in in decent conditions will mm-hmm. move all day. Yep. And they'll pretty much bite all day. So this crap of getting up at 3 a.m. <laughs> Although I did do it once or twice. Yeah, before, I'm not going to lie. Me out on that deal. I now. know. Yeah. I know. I know. Let's uh, bail out for a quick break. When we head back, uh, we'll uh, reach over to the 509 area code, hook up with uh, Luke Clausen. We do have some activity on the Facebook page, or not the Facebook page, but the text tool. Looks oh, like yes, we, we have some more possible entries into the fan couch here. <laughs> It's um, become a competition. Welcome, welcome all who want to come in. You can yeah. text it to 49451. Uh, break time. When we come back, Luke Clausen right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Northwest Wild Country on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Don't look now, but the smoked salmon is out here over in the corner on the fan couch. Dwayne. You almost didn't get that out of your pie hole. I got so distracted. <laughs> it's amazing. All you have to do is break out a tool of smoked salmon, and I'm history. Did your mother ever tell you not to talk with your mouth full? She did. Especially doing radio. Hey, nice <laughs> picture, by the way. 
I like how you captured the uh, Northwest Wild Country graphic on the old Pro Cam. Yeah, there. yeah. How about that? that yeah. In good. case you in case you missed it earlier this morning, uh, seven o'clock to seven twenty-two. Next segment, uh, we're going to spend a half hour on the big picture, talking about uh, coho jigs and uh, twitching for coho. We've got a special. Northwest Wild Country special on the Get Them Dry Jig Choker Series, which is normally 4 bucks a piece. So we're going to offer those for 25% off. So today and tomorrow only, we'll talk to Jared Cady, the creator of the Choker Series, shortly about uh, what exactly went into These are These are quite the constructions, these jigs. They've got just a little bit of everything going on. They really do. I mean, there's, uh, there's a bit of time put into each and every one of them, and they're, of course, they're tied with love. So, you know, why would you not want to use them? <laughs> tied with love. Yeah. No, it's a, yeah. uh, it's a great series of jigs with many color options and sizes, and we'll get into all that later. But yeah, it's, it's Actually, the next guest would probably appreciate uh, what you have tied onto your jig rod. Very bass-friendly very bass-friendly outfit you got going on there. Yeah, how about that one, huh? Yeah, how about that? So, Luke, uh, uh, one of the one of the items in studio this morning. We've got a whole board here spread out with uh, with you know the, the gear for coho twitching, but uh, Dwayne brought in a, a jig setup that he that he tied himself. Run run through exactly what that construction is because this is something Luke would probably fish on like Chickamauga or something. Yeah, like that. well, it's a uh, it's a cobra head. It's a half ounce cobra head with a with a three aught hook, good sturdy hook, and it's got the insert in the head for the uh, the little brush guards to make it weedless. Actually, weedless. and I glued those in, thinking you know what, I'm going to give this a try in the low clear water that I was using this particular dark pattern on. Uh, early uh, earlier in the season uh, on the lower hump, I thought there man, there's, could be you know one or two hundred coho piled in this hole, mm. and drop it down in there and twitch a couple times. I get tired of the accidentally foul hook one, so I figured I put some weed guards on there. And <laughs> it actually worked pretty well. Uh, and, and by the way, it makes it weedless around uh, logs and whatnot as mm-hmm. well. So yeah. uh, then it's just a long strand of black uh, rabbit fur for an extended tail, yep. wrapped in some uh, some flash and some uh, some different uh, uh, flash boo and whatnot. Um, and wrap it with, uh, with some marabou, you know, dark purples, uh, blacks, and uh, some, some different uh, dark purple and black chenille yep. for the body. And uh, you got yourself a relatively large profile size jig that the coho kind of go crazy over in clear water. So for the except for the colors, Mr. Clawson, is that something that you would fish on Chickamauga? <laughs> uh, you know, I've tied up something similar to that after coming over fishing the cowlips for silvers, those uh, the bunny strips and uh, tying up uh, the twitching jigs years ago over there. I tied up some stuff like that. I've actually caught spotted bass in uh, the Coosa River, Smith Lake, catching suspended fish on a twitching jig like that. Not necessarily one with the weed guard, but there's a, a big crossover with that. We we always called it slack line and a jig for bass back there. It's the same thing we're doing for cohos, a little bit different bait. We used to do it with a skirted jig, uh the Tennessee River it always started. But uh it's really the same style of fishing and effective on both species. So yeah, definitely a technique to use back there and a jig like that I'm sure would work. Kind of interesting. By the way, on the phone is uh, Luke Clausen, oh, former, yeah, former Bassmaster Classic <laughs> and Forestwood Cup champion, a yeah. member of the uh, the Bridgeford Fishing Team Elite Series guy. Uh, Luke, let's let's kind of dive into the options here for uh, the kind of late fall, early winter bass guy for the the east side. You're looking at the 509 area code, maybe even into Idaho. Um, you're based in Spokane there, but uh, where where mm-hmm. would you choose to spend your time if you're looking for for largemouth or smallmouth in the in kind of the Pacific Northwest in general? I mean, do you have a couple of spots that you prefer this time of year? You know, there's so many good ones. Uh, the hardest thing for me this time of year is uh, you know, tree hunting a deer, out bird hunting. There's a lot of options this time of year, but the bass fishing, it's probably one of the best times of year to catch a really, really big fish, especially a big smallmouth. And we have a lot of good fish over here this time of year, and some of them aren't so good this time of year from my experience. 
But uh, Coeur d'Alene's always been one that's uh, probably a little bit late right now. You'll catch a lot of smallmouth over there still deep, which you're relatively new to the lake. Uh, the best thing about earlier there was the pike crossover. You catch a lot of big pike in the end of September. Now that we're into October, though, uh, some of these smallmouth fisheries, like Banks Lake, is still a good one. Um, really not an eastern Washington, almost a central Washington, but Banks and Potholes Reservoir, a uh, great place to catch largemouth and smallmouth this time of year. Uh, a lot of fish are getting out feeding up, and uh, they're really fun lakes. And the, the trout lakes up here in North Idaho, like a Spirit Lake, uh, Lake Ponderay, these coconuts and shallower, the spawning. Uh, there's a lot of fish that are drawn to those areas, really gorging on trout this time of year. So, yeah, there's uh, there's plenty of options. But uh, I would probably have to say if I picked one, it would be uh, Lake Roosevelt right now. That's really? a lake that gets very little pressure, the Spokane Arm and Roosevelt. It is a fun, fun place to fish just for the sheer number of bites you get. Uh, I don't know that your likelihood of catching one over six pounds is really good, but catching quite a few over three is very high. It's a, it's a really fun place to fish this time of year. What about a place like uh, like Long Lake, a little closer to home there? I mean, I mean, I really don't know much about the situation there, but I did notice that the Spokane Bass Club has a has a tournament there this weekend. What's the situation on that on that um, fishery? You know, I've only fished there a couple times in the fall. Again, uh, really bait fish oriented fish there. Being a river, uh, they have salmon or we have salmon, chinook salmon and trout, squall fish. A lot of bait fish patterns really work good there. They catch a lot of fish at this time of year. I actually talked to Tyler Brinks, the president of the Spokane Bass Club, here yesterday. They have a tournament down there this weekend, and he was down there last weekend, caught a smallie over six. Um, it'll probably take uh, low to mid 20s to win their club tournament there this weekend. And there's going to be a lot of four pound fish caught. Huh. I don't have uh, the experience that I do in other places, but definitely a good place in the fall. They're catching a lot of big smallmouth. Largemouth get to be a little bit scarce this time of year, but uh, catching a lot of really good smallmouth outside of those weed lines and uh, flat points that run out there uh, <clears throat> pretty much all up and down the lake. Luke, I want to back up to uh, Roosevelt just because I kind of have a uh, a liking to that particular reservoir. So uh, as we enter into deeper fall and into the winter, you know, the opportunity to go over there and get those larger uh, kokanee and rainbow is one that people go after. But once you get and retain your fish and want to spend the afternoon, you know, chasing bass, go up go up lake, uh, what's my approach? You know, how deep a water am I, am I concentrating on to find these smallmouth and Am I really, uh, am I to that point where I really got to slow my presentation down, cover water, but, you know, present slow? What's what's the technique and where am I going to find them? Yeah, and there's a couple different scenarios, in my opinion, this time of year. There's really two different groups of fish in a lot of these lakes at the same way. You can find some out getting to be super deep, uh, you know, 30 plus foot of water. Um, I personally don't like to fish that way. It's a lot of dragging around Carolina rig, drop shot, that kind of stuff. And this time of year, there's a good population of fish. It's up shallow. Uh, again, around those weed lines where there's perch present, uh, and they're feeding on trout, perch, all that stuff. But everything's up around those weed lines, especially the cabbage. Uh, those and uh, the longer flat points, uh, particularly up the lake. Um, I I would personally like to fish shallow like that. And uh, jerk bait's really good this time of year. Um, a lot of us think of a jerk bait as being more of a springtime bait, but it's an excellent bait this time of year. I wouldn't be afraid to go out and just throw a jerk bait, a spinner bait, and a swim bait all day. Mm. Uh, a lot of bait fish imitators up shallow, and uh, you can have a lot of action. It's uh, something you can cover a lot of water and just get a lot of bites. Give us, uh, give us a couple of uh, of can't do without uh, baits for this time of year. You mentioned jerk bait, like particularly what what do you throw in? What color? What what brand? What size? All that. 
I like a Mega Bass Vision 110. Uh, I've always been a Mega Bass guy. That's a jerk that I throw most of the time. Uh, Edo Natural, Mega Bass Sexy Shad, something with a lot of white in it, uh, real troutish squawfish. Uh, you know, there's a lot of minnows in there. And I've caught them on perch patterns when the sun gets a little a little bit higher. You get slick conditions. The perch pattern seems to be a little bit more subdued. But a lot of the time, the brighter white stuff this time of year is pretty hard to beat. Um, as far as the swim bait goes, a Z-Man Diesel Minnow is a swim bait I'll throw on a jig head, just a dirty jig's uh, swim bait head. <clears throat> and like a 3-8 ounce, a fairly heavy one, I'll throw it on 12 or 14 pound line on a bait caster. It's not something you're being real finessey with. You just kind of wind it along like you would slow roll a spinner bait along uh, a lot of these areas along these glass lines or out on these points. And um, a spinner bait, I personally like a three-quarter ounce with cut-down blades is what I throw. A big, heavy spinner bait that I can work pretty fast through the water column. I throw a war eagle. There's a, a lot of different ones out there. Um, a chartreuse, something with some chartreuse in it, whether it's a subdued kind of shad pattern with some chartreuse or on an overcast day, a lot of times I'll go entirely chartreuse and even colored blades. Wider chartreuse blades can be really good this time of year. So the reality is that this guy will actually spend more time in the duck blind and on the deer stand over the next two months. No, I mean, I'm just, just going to call a spade a spade on yeah. that deal. He can no, talk it's... bass and wall all he wants to, but, <laughs> but I don't think he's going to be out there that much. No, no just I don't think he is either. <laughs> Luke, hey, man, thanks for the check-in, buddy. Appreciate it. We'll catch up to you again sometime. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Joe. Right, take all it right, Yep. Yeah, have a good one. Yeah, it sounds like uh, when he is bass fishing Shangle, he doesn't like to go into the deep. And uh, when they're up feeding in the shallows, yep. he's throwing things in there based on overcast, high-profile color contrast, yep. large presentation, big clamoring, lots of noise, really draw their attention. Absolutely. This mm-hmm. time of year is, as he points out, it's one of the better times to catch uh, some of the bigger fish of the year. Let's take a quick break. We have to note here that we do have a, a shout-out to to, uh, to my brother on the fan couch. It's never too early for some Dial family smoked salmon. That's Mandy Dial. <laughs> Okay, well, I um, agree with I that. I gotta grab some of that. Oh, the no, break. you just stay, just stay right there. You're we fine. We got bagel, cream cheese, and salmon. Are you kidding me? I know, That's right? like a Northwest staple. Awesome. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, the big picture, we'll do some jig twitchery right here on Sports Radio 950 KJR and Comcast Sportsnet Northwest. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.